There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello there. Thank you for inviting me into your eardrums. This is Sarah Wendell, not Kathleen Turner. I can understand why you might be confused. And this is episode number 518 of Smart Podcast Trashy Books. Before we get into who my guest is, and if you read the show notes, you know who the guest is. If you read the title, you know who the guest is. Let's address the not elephant in the room. What's wrong with me? I have COVID. It sucks. Get vaccinated for the love of God if you're not already vaccinated. I am vaccinated and boosted. And this is mean. I think I have BA5 and the B and the A stand for badass. That's what they stand for. I don't care what epidemiologists say. So badass five, which is likely what I have, it's like strep. It sucks. So I'm super slow and quiet, but you get to listen to me talk to you like I'm Kathleen Turner. Hello. Today, my guest is Sonali Dev, and she has really big news. Her upcoming book, The Vibrant Years, is one of the debut titles of Mindy Kaling's new imprint, Mindy's Book Studio. So we are going to just squee a lot and celebrate it. It's very, very cool. We also talk about Sonali's recent interview in Town & Country magazine and what she's working on. And she brought jokes. So we've got multiple bad jokes at the end of this episode because Sonali is the greatest. I will have links to all of the things that we are talking about in the show notes. Hello and thank you as always to our Patreon community. I am running out of energy, so I'm going to say a very heartfelt thank you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting the show. Thank you, Garlic Knitter. And thank you for listening. It is an honor to have you with me every week. This episode is brought to you in part by Caraway Home, a new sponsor. I'm so excited. We definitely needed new cookware. Our pots and pans are probably 25 years old. The nonstick was starting to not be so nonstick. So we were so excited to discover Caraway Home. We ordered the entire cookware set in Navy and they are gorgeous. There's a fry pan, a saute pan, a saucepan and a Dutch oven with lids and they come with storage. Seriously, it's like they know me. All sets come equipped with easy access storage solutions, so there's no stacking required. There's these little magnetic slots, and each pan goes in its little house. I mean, I like things that look nice, and I like things that are organized, but how does Caraway cook? We cook almost every night, and we put our cookware through a lot. So far, Caraway has performed fantastic since the box arrived, and every part of the box was recyclable. I have fried homemade sesame chicken, I have made chicken soup in the Dutch oven, and I made a very sticky sauce, and everything turned out perfectly. 
Caraway heats up evenly, holding a low simmer was no problem, and cleanup was incredibly simple. Over 25,000 people have raved about their Caraway kitchen, and you can try it for yourself. Visit CarawayHome.com slash Sarah to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive to my listeners. So visit CarawayHome.com slash Sarah or use code Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. This podcast is brought to you by Ritual, a vegan-friendly multivitamin delivered to your door. Ritual is formulated with high-quality ingredients in bioavailable forms that your body can actually use. Ritual contains everything my body needs, like vitamin D and omega-3 DHA, all in one place. I like Ritual because they never make me feel nauseated. And I like knowing what I'm putting in my body and why, especially because the packaging tells me literally everything. Their transparent supply chain details where each ingredient comes from and why it's in there. I do like a very nerdy vitamin. You won't find sugars, GMOs, major allergens, synthetic fillers, or artificial colorants. You will find a fresh taste that doesn't give you indigestion and makes taking a vitamin supplement a very easy habit to build. Refills are delivered every month and you can cancel or pause at any time. These are supplements you can trust taking. Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months when you visit ritual.com slash Sarah to start your ritual today. This episode is brought to you in part by Thrive Cosmetics. I have been replacing all my makeup, as I mentioned, and Thrive Cosmetics has been helping me rebuild a makeup collection that is fantastic quality and really fun to use. I love the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. You've heard me mention this. There are no clumps, it doesn't flake, and it's their best-selling product for good reason with over 15,000 five-star reviews. But I love the Liquid Balm Lip Treatment. I have been using it nonstop because as you might be aware, I have the COVID and it makes my lips dry. But the lip balm treatment is wonderful and it stays on. It's not sticky and it just makes so much of a difference. I love this stuff. I've recommended it to other people. The liquid balm lip treatment is terrific. I carry it around with me like I do my phone. Thrive Cosmetics also donates to help women thrive. Their Bigger Than Beauty program has donated products and funds to over 200 nonprofit giving partners, including Refuge for Women and next door solutions to domestic violence. Now is a great time to try Thrive Cosmetics for yourself. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash S-P-T-B. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash S-P-T-B for 15% off your first order. Are you ready to listen to this podcast? Be prepared. My voice is going to sound a little different in a few seconds. On with the interview with me and Sonali Dev. Hi, everyone. This is Sonali Dev and I write books. (laughs) Well, I write books about family and about not fitting in your own skin and finding a way to love yourself and finding love along the way. And my most recent releases have been a series of four books, The Rajas, which are homages to my four favorite Jane Austen novels. And the latest was The Emma Project, which, surprise, surprise, is an homage to Jane Austen's Emma. Never would have guessed. (laughs) Utterly shocking. It truly is. All right. First and foremost, right at the top, holy crap. Congratulations on being picked for Mindy's Book Studio. Please tell me everything. Oh, my gosh. I read the press release and said out loud at my desk, holy shit, that's amazing. And like texted people like there was, I I can only imagine you had to put your head 
between your knees. Yes, and that it <laughs> just about describes it. I mean, my um, uh, holy shit! Like I must have said, holy shit, and you know. other words that i don't want to say here over and over again i did need my agent uh, to speak for me at that, <laughs> that meeting for a bit because as she said you know i think sonali is incapacitated <laughs> and i was as you can imagine it is you know i mean i keep saying a, a dream come true and that almost sounds trite because there are, there, there are no words the only way i can explain it is if you had asked me exactly what i wanted at this point in my career the one thing i really needed the absolute best thing i could imagine happening to me and my books right now would be this and so it is absolutely exactly what i needed in this moment it's exactly what i asked the universe for and here it is so there's just really really no other way to explain it it's perfect i feel like mindy has done things in the past two decades i mean when you think about when office came out it has been a really long time that she's been working to make this space to tell these stories yeah. to kind of literally bamboozle her way into a place where there was no space for us and so what she's done is amazing and so she has always been i mean not just you know what she's done for diverse creators is one thing but i think just as a writer the respect i have the way that she is able to bring together humor an emotion and just connection and disconnection and this complete quirkiness that i mean her humor i think is like the humor i have inside me it's it's just just something about her writing speaks to me i mean if you've watched everything right from you know the the complete i don't want to say the word madness but but the complete definition of quirk that the office was to the sex life of college girls on hulu it's perfection i mean just the laughing and the crying being brought together if i could if you could ask me what do i want to write it would be that and so to have someone i respect that much just simply as a writer and that has done so much to have her pick it up there's it's just a whole different level of smugness that i feel <laughs> and joy and pride you should i mean this is like the the greatest book unboxing moment ever right yes oh my gosh like you open the box and mindy kaling's in there <laughs> yeah she she literally did just like jump right over that box at me and and the number of weird connections are just strange i've had her on my vision board for i don't know how long and it's i just re- like i had forgotten about that it's just exciting beyond words and when the office was out my young nephews who were then you know teenagers used to call me kelly mommy this is the weirdest story which means auntie kelly because of kelly in the office i don't think it i don't know if it was a compliment naturally it was not a compliment but just these weird connections going back as you know it is not easy to um to break out writing the kind of stories i write it has been like starting from scratch and standing on the shoulders of a few people who have been pushing and pushing and pushing at that point and kind of reaping the benefits of all the work they did and then having to do all this 
work to push myself. It's not been easy to find overwhelmingly large uh, readership, which you need to last in this business. There have been moments when, you know, my agent has said, my gosh, it almost feels at this point to break out. You are either going to need a celebrity or, you know, a teenage book talker with a million followers, Yeah, you know, to, to kind of really break out of this thing, which you feel trapped in simply because of the way that the industry has been structured for so long. Yeah, And so I was begging the universe. I'll just admit it. I was begging the universe for this and I got it. How long have you been <laughs> keeping this a secret? How long have you known about this? <laughs> See, there's someone who knows. It's It's been a while. It's been a few months. Another funny story is that my editor, when she told me about it, this was a Thursday and she said, can we set up a meeting for Monday? And it's really good news. And I was like, you cannot do this to me. Oh my God. <laughs> so not only, that's three days. That's three days. She's Thursday to Monday. No, you'll be like, no, we set this meeting up right now. <laughs> no, but she said, I really cannot. And I love my editor to death, like love her. And she said, I, I promise you, you won't regret it. And which didn't make anything better in that moment. No, <laughs> like, I'm stressed on your behalf and it's done. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that face you're making right now, that was me. So again, this works out really well. Is uh, That was the weekend my daughter and I were going to go watch Hassan Minaj in Champagne, where she goes to school. So I had a really busy, really full weekend, which I was so, so I kind of said, you know, I have this, this theory that to get anything done in life, the one thing you have to get control over is your mind. And so this was a great exercise to compartmentalize. And we have to do this in this business so much. Like even right now, I really have to be writing my next book. And this is all very exciting. And I want to binge the entire Mindy project from beginning to end and all that and only talk about this. But you have to compartmentalize, right? That is the one thing. The strength of your mind is the one thing. And so I had to really exercise it that weekend and focus on my daughter and me and have this mother-daughter thing. And of course, Hassan Minaj makes it really easy because that show is spectacular. And then I kept thinking, you know what? Who are the voices in South Asian media and entertainment? And this was my best case scenario. I had no idea. My husband was like, you have to know. There's no way you don't know what it is. I'm like, I really don't. I have no idea. This could literally be, oh, look at this beautiful cover. But I, I was, you know, this was best case scenario, but, but, but people like Hassan Manaj and Mindy, you know, like just doing that at that weekend somehow was significant because I kept thinking he is another South Asian creator who has managed to create this completely authentic voice, yeah. you know, the voice of a South Asian writer and comic and uh, entertainer. It's something just without giving up too much of that still staying true to that and staying true to the American identity and like embracing all of that into this one role. I think that that's what's so exciting about people who are in that space today. Oh, for sure. And so it was, it was just this fantastic coming together of things. So what does this mean for the vibrant years? For anyone who hasn't heard both you and me screaming about it, your book is part of Mindy's book studio. What does that mean for your book? How much can you talk about? So at this point, I don't know a whole lot more than you know <laughs> what was in that press release. But what it means is that Mindy Culling and 
Amazon Studios and Amazon Publishing have this collaboration, which is a new imprint. Yeah. And one of the aims of that imprint is to give voice to diverse voices, but also to go from page to to screen. And so it's this whole bunch of things coming together. What I know is that the first time my book cover was flashed at the world was in the hands of Mindy Culling. So oh it kind of, <laughs> right? Oh so, my God. So that that I'm hoping is a precursor to what that means for my book. So it, it means that she has handpicked it. And of course, in her words, and I cannot, you know, I have to say this out loud because I haven't said this out loud yet because it has been so overwhelming, is that she absolutely loved it. Yes. And so to me, the most important thing is that she's behind it. And there are a lot of people listening when she speaks, yes. which she has worked very hard for. And that, that goes behind the book. Also, the fact that it was this book at this particular moment when she was looking to launch this imprint, all of that is magic. And a lot of, I think, hard work. It's, it's that thing about opportunity, hard work meeting opportunity and the magic. I was just thinking it was like what Seneca says, that yeah, luck yeah. is the intersection of opportunity and preparation. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, and all that grinding. So that's that's as much as I know. I'm hoping, I'm told over and over again that it's a very good thing. And yeah. I hope it is. What I really hope is, I mean, ideally, you know, the the trajectory that the push for marginalized creators and marginalized voices is a very steep hill in publishing still. The, the channels are white. The, the production team, a lot of them are white. Everything through publishing is a very white-centered uh, perspective. And so the trek to get through that process as a marginalized voice is very, very steep. It's like, you know, the 10% grade on your treadmill. You're like, this is ridiculous. Why am I doing this? And what I would love is for that to be like, you know, flat walk in the park for everybody. But what I really hope is that for Mindy's studio and all of the other imprints that are focused on elevating the voices of the marginalized is that the, that the grade comes down so much that more people can walk up the hill and that your walk is a little easier. Uh, no doubt. And, and, you know, I always think of, so, so you're, well, when you, you were making that hand to show the hill and it actually is a rock wall. <laughs> it feels like it has felt like that. It's, it's, yeah, so it's more like a total vertical, forget the treadmill. It's just a wall. Yeah, it's not even so much climbing it as, you know, it like when you're traveling in Switzerland, all of the, <laughs> there are other parts of the world where they build the roads kind of, you know, um, spiraling up hills, but they, they just blast through the, you know, through the hill. And it feels like that. It feels like you're running full force into the hill. Or I always think of, you know, whenever a new trail is being created, there is no trail. And the more yeah. people who walk on it, the more it flattens. And, yes. and that was the reason that I was saying that, you know, it feels like these are big names today, but, you know, 20 plus years of work have yeah. gone into that. Like yeah. even in romance and in publishing, we are not the first. There are many, many shoulders upon which we stand. Not enough. Like every once in a while, there'll be a new voice who'll say, oh, this is the first. And no, really, you're not. But there's something really painful about the fact that it feels to many people like you are, which proves the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> there's this nice circular irony going on. I think that's the whole point, right? To have the path look the same for all of us yeah so what are you most excited about is it the part where mindy kaling like showed the whole world your cover for the first time is what what part are you just the most excited about what's next 
That, of course, but I think for me, this particular story, that's the most beautiful piece of it is that this particular story, because I've always kind of tried to avoid writing the narrative that's been written before yeah, and trying to kind of keep away from any stereotype or any oft-told tale, mm-hmm. which also deserves to be told. But this particular story, I keep saying it's everything I believe about being a woman. It's the story of a hot 65-year-old Indian woman who feels like her life is just starting because she spent so much of it living for others and yet kind of espousing this thing about living her best life, living her best life, and yet having lost huge chunks of her long ago and reclaiming that. And so it's about what that means. And, um, you know, it's mothers-in-law and daughters-in-law and what we've been taught to believe about that and granddaughters and grandmothers and what we've been taught about that. Uh, So it's this particular story, which is so much of what I want to say about being a woman in the world today. Not even just a brown woman, about just being a woman. And I know that I'm kind of narrowing it down to that one gender, but so much of the patriarchy rests on that construct. And then it harms all genders and it harms everything else. And um, and I think to me, if you ask ask me in terms of what I'm trying to do with my writing, that has been it. That, you know... Um, that's that's spotlighting the damage that's been done because of how our society is structured, thanks to the patriarchy and thanks to, you know, the racial ladder and thanks to um, all of those things. What what that has meant to each one of us growing up, yeah. the stories we've been told, the stories we've had to decondition, all of that is in this book for me. And then to have um, have the power of someone um, like Mindy who has addressed similar things um to be behind that i think that's the true kind of that's the piece that's really exciting me like there is nothing that you know you write books and then you're like oh my gosh this everybody's going to read this but this is a book that i cannot get enough people to read i feel because i feel like something will be found something will be found inside you so what happens in the vibrant years and have you talk to Mindy Kaling directly? Have you gotten to have a conversation with her yet? Not yet. Oh, so that is a thing I would, I am truly, truly excited about. I've spoken to people who work with her, but I have not yet. It's all very nascent. I mean, we just announced it and the, the, the superstitious, don't dream too big kind of strained person inside me keeps hoping that this, you know, that this isn't just going to be another huge big dream that will need several small steps to get over but yeah so I have great hopes but no I haven't you know if that at least must happen yes that's the thing my children are most excited about I just I just having visions of you like you guys go out to lunch you do a little shopping maybe watch some tv together yeah that would be amazing yeah her fashion sense is is something and I will you know it's going to be I I love it. I'm like, yes. Can you imagine pictures with that? Oh my gosh. <laughs> with the two of us. I mean, it better be the only thing on your Instagram for like a year, right? I'm trying not to make just that one picture or those two pictures of 
<laughs> have you seen this? Have you seen this picture? I want to make sure. You didn't miss that. I right? just sent it. I just sent it out in my newsletter too, because you know, not everybody had seen it on my other social media. So. I mean, look, every time I look at Instagram on my phone, it's showing me people I don't follow. So I think this is a good strategy. I think you need to show as many people. Like, have you brought it to the grocery store and just shown that, like, hey, see? <laughs> I might do that. I do that with my my the cover of my. You've seen the cover of my cell phone is my books. Yeah. So I think I might just just make Mindy with my book in my hand. I mean, the next one. why not? Why not? I mean, my children, huh? who cares? But, but Mindy, I have an idea for you. Go on. Mindy Mendy. Get some henna oh. and illustrate that just all the way up your arm. Mindy Mendy. You could like, you could just be like, listen, Mindy, I have a concept for you. Here you go. I'll tell you what I'll do. That will be my swag. I'm going to make, I'm going to have a Mendy pattern with Mindy's face on it. And <laughs> that's going to be swag at the next conference. <laughs> I love this. Okay. So in case I haven't said it clearly, oh my God, congratulations. I am so excited for you. Thank you so much. I, I, you know, it's like, I, I had no idea there's another space beyond excitement. I, yeah. I think that's where I am. Catatonic. Which is, it's, it's catatonic with a whole lot of terror and yep. just a ridiculous, absurd amount of joy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So changing the topic just a little bit, there's also something else I wanted to ask you about, which is this amazing interview you gave for Town and Country. Okay. First of all, I love this interview so much. You held nothing back. And it's amazing. I'll link it in the show notes. It is exquisite because it's all about the allure of stories about royalty. And you write about people of very high status, whether it's wealth or nobility or family reputation. Like that's a pretty standard part of your writing. And it's part of a lot of the stories inside Bollywood. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. But you, you went, you went off. It was glorious. Could you, can you share the context of what, of how this interview came to be? Because I love it so much, by the way. Like, seriously, I read it and I was like, <laughs> yes, Sonali, tell them. 
So, so I will say that, um, yeah, it was really fun to do that interview and I was not expecting all of my quotes to go in there and I was really thrilled because often, you know, I, I say what's on my mind and it's, it's tamped down for general consumption and some, maybe something I need to be grateful for, or maybe not. But Emily did such a great job, I think, with representing what I was trying to say. A lot of people take the royal family very seriously. I do not. To give you context, India got uh, freedom from the British from British rule in 1947. My mother was born in 1947, so I am one generation just removed from you know my grandparents came you know went to adulthood in the British Empire. So when I was growing up, colonization was a shadow that was very very deep and thick and present, right? Yes, and immediate, yeah, and very. I mean, it was right there. We were under it. We were seeing it in the behavior of people. We were seeing it in the consciousness of how people felt about themselves and all of that, like the attitudes, this whole put your head down and work, going from there to the confidence and the owning your own country thing. I have watched that journey. I have taken that journey, right? And so anytime that I see this almost psychophantic obsession with British royalty, it feels like a personal punch to my gut. Yeah. And then there's been a lot of it right now. There's been a lot of collective obsession. Yes. You know, I completely understand the piece of it that's related to uh, Meghan Markle, because of course, what a lovely thing for some people to, you know, for people to get to see who hadn't ever imagined. And I, I bear no ill will naturally on a personal front to anyone, mm-hmm. but as an institution, it's astounding to me that so many people give it the give it importance without uh, holding it accountable. Yes. And this kind of has it has become harder and harder for me to read Regency romance. Yes, absolutely. So a lot of that I have, you know, I understand again the escape. I understand all of that, but I do have to also manage rage when it comes to that. And having said all of that, you know, I'm constantly exploring privilege in my books. Yes, absolutely. Because I was raised with a lot of privilege and I acknowledge that in in terms of growing up in this, you know, in this anglicized yet very progressive bubble in India, I had every advantage, you know, of my time except my gender. <laughs> you know, growing up and I I absolutely acknowledge all the advantages that gives me in all the blind spots it gives me and I'm constantly trying to find that and of course there is the whole caste system which adds a whole dimension to it yes where while I cannot speak on behalf of you know those whose experience I don't have I'm you know those are all things that I'm aware of yeah. when I'm writing and the thing the piece that I can do in my own voice is explore the privilege I've had and all of the ugly history it comes with, but also, you know, what we're taught, what we're taught to think. And I see, you know, see this here in this, because we live in such a laddered society, each one of us should be looking at where am I on this ladder? And what does that mean? And what do I owe? And what do I need to, you know? And so I'm, I, I want to explore that. And um, I think that the Rajas are very much that, yes. you know, trying to, um, trying to explore what that means and what can be done with it and how much is yours and how much is accidental and all of that. And so I think that with that interview, coming back to your question, and I love how much 
diverse royalty we are seeing in romance today. And it is simply uh, this fabulous way in which I think authors today are giving to the new generations a thing they never had, which is a chance to see themselves in that hallowed space. right? Yes. And so for me, it was more about understanding what it means to actually be from there and the fact that royalty, wherever in the world it is placed, you know, comes with its own ugly history because it's literally like this whole accident of birth anointing you with something. Yes. And and for me, it is really kind of trying to dig into what that means. Yes, absolutely. There's a journalist named Michael Hobbs who has talked about how, in his opinion, royalty and the concept of royalty is a human rights violation. Is he the guy whose book starts with the thing about Ireland being a neighbor, being the neighbor? With clowns? No, I don't yes. think that was him, but that was really good <laughs> metaphor. Oh my gosh. Yes. And also your grandfather was killed by a clown. Yes, exactly. You know, I mean, I was trying to explain to my children that we also learned in school uh, reforms by, you know, by colonizers and how yeah. much they did for us. And, you know, even back then it was just, it was infuriating to me. And um, it just tells you that, you know, the, the, this whole history is written by the Victor thing. Yes. It's just so... Um, it's Pernicious. It's own ugly thing, yes. What are you working on right now? Aside from calming your blood pressure, you know, in anticipation of hanging out with Mindy Kaling, you know, at Target. On, on a moment-to-moment basis. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm like, okay, think about something else. Just texting your pal, Mindy. <laughs> yes. Someday, someday. That's the next thing I'm asking the universe Yes. <laughs> Mindy's number. Send me Mindy's number. I need to send but, emojis um, <laughs> to Mindy Kaling, universe, please. <laughs> yes. Can you imagine? Oh, gosh. I will I will text you the first time I do that. <gasps> please do. Oh, Screenshot it to you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So the next thing. So, of course... All of this is happening when I just have a book out. It's of been three weeks course. since the Emma project is out. Yes. Emma just came out. It just came out. And I have my next book due August 15th. Oh, piece of cake. <laughs> joy. And then this will come out uh, November um, on Amazon and then December publicly. So yeah, it's going to be a really relaxed year. <laughs> but I am working on the next book which is also women's fiction and it is it gets into female friendships in a way where they are they are a love story where the breakups are life-altering and heartbreaking in at least as much as romantic interests breaking your heart and you know this every one of us knows what female friendships are they become part of you I feel almost more than any romantic relationship can ever be this I'm I'm writing the story where basically where a surrogacy arrangement gets in the way of friendship that is completely definitive to these women Mm. and um, you know we are 20 years down the line and kind of something is forcing us to go back and open up that knot of pain and loss. Yeah. And of course there's, you know, there's this, there are these competitive aunts trying to get the, always <laughs> get their son's weddings to win the, you know, the best wedding Sangeet, which is the, the dances before the wedding. And so, you know, it's this whole mishmash of, uh, of, of joy and pain, but yeah, but it is, I think I'm really getting into 
what female friendships and the loss of them can mean. Yeah, which is hard because there's a lot of attention paid to the beginning and the maintenance and the end of romantic relationships. But exactly. I think a lot of people go through the beginning and the maintenance and the end of friendships and feel very alone because there's not a lot of popular culture about it. There's not a lot yes. of of common understanding. Like everyone knows, okay, oh, so-and-so just broke up. All right, let's bring them ice cream. Let's, let's you know, go out for drinks. If you lose a friend, there's no prescribed path for that, whether you're in the situation or just witnessing it. Yeah. And it's almost, I feel more, more painful yeah. in, in that, of course, it doesn't get, you know, the same amount of attention, healing path, yeah. uh, you know, and, and attention, but, but also in that it is more definitive. It is more, uh, we allow it to become more part of ourselves than we do, you know, there's something about a romantic relationship that keeps it in a certain place, but our boundaries with, you know, connections with other with friends is a whole different thing. There are no boundaries to that. And there are no, there's no pattern to that. And there's just something about the pain of that being wrenched away from you and then not being able to acknowledge it and having no path, no, yeah. no, no divorce, no breakup, yeah. uh, you know, songs and yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's it almost looked down on. Like if you say this, oh, what's wrong? Oh, I'm, I'm going through a breakup. I'm going through a divorce. My sister is getting divorced. Like I understand that. I don't have a ready reply for it. Yeah, I'm I'm going through a friend breakup other than, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry I've been there. It's devastating. But there's, like yeah. you said, there's no healing path that's already laid out that we kind of know what to do. So what books are you reading that you want to tell people about? Because I have a book rec for you. Oh, yay. You want to go first? You want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay. So I'm a total schmuck because this book isn't coming out for a while, but I'm pretty sure you could probably get a copy. Have you read Killers of a Certain Age by Deanna Rayborn? No, but I have heard from other people. Sonali, I read it in one day. I inhaled it. I started it on Friday night and I made my husband take my phone away because I was going to keep reading it. And then I just, all day Saturday, I just finished it. It is so good. There are four women. They have been assassins their whole life. There's lots of murder. Like there's lots of killing on the page, I will say. But they are trained to go after the very, very worst through an extra governmental organization that originated with hunting down Nazis. So their original targets were Nazis after World War II. And then they started going after sex traffickers, drug traffickers, general shitful humans who, who remain you know, in the wind, who never get what's coming to them. So they're all 60. So there's two timelines. There's the parts of the story where you learn how they became trained and what their missions were. And then there's the current story where they are all 60. They're invited on this cruise as part of their retirement before they start collecting their pension. And they're on this cruise together and they realize that the organization they work for is trying to kill them. And they have to figure out who's trying to kill them and how to not get killed before they can solve the problem. And it is so good. It is. Wow. It is like a little rage cake of perfection. And the best thing is like what you were saying with the vibrant years. It, the book relies on a lot of common stereotypes about aging and relies on sexism as camouflage. And it's, it's just, it's really good. I think you'll really like it. Oh my gosh. I cannot wait because it makes perfect sense, right? If you have done that kind of work for someone you know too much yep. so you yep. kind of you're done with and and in a beautiful metaphor your purpose is over and mm -hmm. uh, aging kind of you know is yep. a is is parallels that I love it I love it I have to reach out and ask beg <laughs> for it 
So I am, I've been all over the place with my reading. Yeah, me too. It's been, I just finished The Paper Palace, which I love the writing. It was just really gorgeous writing and the, something about, about unfurling a really complicated story. Yes. And for the debut, I mean, of course, it's the, the, the author is someone who is almost like, you know, establishment in the publishing world, but it is her novel debut. So the confidence with which she does it was like a masterclass for me. It was mm. just really beautiful writing. But I have, I, I just finished Priscilla Oliveras's uh, West Side Love Story. Mm. And I don't know, this is such a me thing, but I love the the nice guy. Hero. Oh, me too. I love a responsible, you know, I mean, that's the kind of man I love in real life. That's the kind of, that's my, that's my catnip. Oh. I just, and so, you know. Someone who, like we were saying, someone who needs to do the right thing yet wants to follow his heart, you know, puts puts family and people dependent on him before himself, all of that. But she just brings so much joy of of a tightly knit family of, you know, th- there's themes of gentrification in um, San Antonio, Texas. It's it's really, I think it's her best yet. Wow. What else? I There's this, another debut uh, called The Candid Life of Meena Dave. And I always read it as Meena Dave, which is the Indian last name. And there's a play on that in the in the book itself. It's this young Indian woman, racially Indian, but she was adopted. So there's this whole interracial adoption thing going on. She was adopted by a white family, has never really had any connection with her, you know, the culture of her birth parents. And she's this recluse. And this stranger leaves her an apartment in Boston. Ooh. And it's this, it's populated entirely by this motley crew of Indian aunties. And it's just this lovely exploration of identity of this person, kind of, you know, of her falling headlong into her history, into this culture she has no, uh, you know, connection to. And of course, there's a delightful, handsome neighbor with the I most should. adorable oh. puppy. <laughs> it's so. just, it's, it's, it's very, very well written and delightful by Namrata Patel. So I really, really, I'm enjoying that. And I'm reading Barbara O'Neill's, this one's not out yet. It's called This Place of Wonder. And she's another person who just, I love her writing. It is just, every sentence is rich. You know, there's just a few authors who are able to make like every sentence layered and rich and just a pleasure. It's like she's an artist and her words are paintings. It's just so beautiful. And this one gets, really digs into addiction and infidelity and also you know, women supporting women, but also how we're pitted against each other. It's this whole by the weakness of men. And then we're taught it's our problem. And so this whole thing, it's, it's, it's this gorgeous tapestry. So I'm really loving that too. Wow. Thank you so much for doing this interview. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. It's always a joy to speak to you and just always just so much 
you know, when we're talking that, that I'm like, oh my gosh, there are people who get it. <laughs> so that's, that's always <laughs> such, such a gift. Thank you. Thank you. Where can people find you if they wish to find you online? There's sonalidev.com, which by the way, I'm working on updating. <laughs> oh, good luck. Been there. Not fun. Good luck. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, you're supposed to say oh, it's going to be fine. It's, it's going to be, be great, fine. but it's a pain in the ass. Let's be real. Uh, it's a pain in the ass. I know. I'm going to say that this is going to be easy and then I'll send you a text when it blows up in my face. But anyway, so sonalidev.com still in its old <laughs> old state. And truly, I think I'm most my most authentic self right now on social media, which is, you know, in itself, which is a oxymoron, but I'm my most authentic self on Instagram. So it's probably the best place to follow me if you want to kind of know me. Perfect. And of course, um, I have a newsletter which is, I think, fun because I do these three R's. Have I ever told you about them? It's a recipe, a recommendation, and a really bad joke from my family that shows up on my group chats. <laughs> uh, I end every episode of my show with a bad joke. So you're speaking all of my languages. Yes. Bad joke. Ugh. I have one for you. Tell me. If kings sleep on a king mattress and queens sleep on a queen mattress, where does the prince sleep? Gosh. On the air mattress. I see that's a good one. I love that. Isn't that's that a just bad joke. Oh, that's a I also have another bad one for you if you'd like. I've never used this on the podcast. What is the <laughs> difference between Dubai and Abu Dhabi? Oh gosh, tell me. Now, people in Dubai do not like the Flintstones, but people in Abu Dhabi do. Oh no. <laughs> okay, that one, yes. That's terrible, right? That's terrible. I almost want my kids to be little again. So I could Abu Dhabi do. <laughs> yeah, annoy them with that one. No, that's really uh, mine. I, I might as well tell you the one that went out in my newsletter today that my brother actually for real sent me. And I'm like, are you serious? Like every one of his jokes is like, are you serious? So it's the husband asks his wife, why don't you tell me when you orgasm? And she says, because I don't like to call you at work. <laughs> so that's that's the kind of bad jokes I get from my family. And you're welcome. Thank you. I shared them. <laughs> Thank you. Everyone who listens to this episode is just going to be on the floor by the end of this. I know. I'm just, that's so stupid. Like, that is what I say to everyone in my brother's. And this one is actually appropriate. His jokes are just incredibly inappropriate. And I'm like, please don't, please don't put them on social media and tell people you're my brother. <laughs> I don't want to deal with that. Do not tell I people you, you are but... related to me. Do not. Yeah. 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 He used to, like, it, uh, right in the beginning, he used to actually comment on every one of my posts with, like, you know, something like, I changed your diaper. You know, oh, bro, no, no. I'm like, you know, yeah, yeah, you, you know, out, you're out here trying to look all wise, and I've changed your diapers or whatever. And, you know, something about stinky poop. And I'm like, okay, we're not doing this. Let's not do this. This is a public thing. This is yeah. my job. This is my work. We're not going to do this. So, so anyway, that's my newsletter. And when you sign up for it, you get this free recipe booklet. Mm -hmm. And there's all, always recipes in it because, you know, food and my books. And Yes, it's a thing. And it's a whole yes, thing. Yep. It's a thing. <laughs> oh, I also have, if you are a reader and a fan and, you know, are very specifically interested in my books, then I have a reader group called Dev Nation. I love it. <laughs> Which is, yeah. So those are the ways to stay in touch. 
And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you to Sonali Dev for hanging out with me and congratulations again. Thank you to Jen Jacobs for editing this episode. Thank you to Garlic Knitter for the transcript. And thank you to Jess Brock for setting up the interview. And thank you for listening and hanging out with me. We have already had several jokes, so I will not force you to listen to the Kathleen Turner version of my voice for much longer. But thank you again for being part of the podcast and for listening each week. Smart Podcast Trashy Books is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts. Get vaccinated, wear your mask, and please take care of yourself. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.